or about to witness a seismic event. Now, let the party begin. You're healthy. Radio addiction starts now. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. And welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse, you hooligans! We got a special guest today and a very interesting topic that we're going to be going up. Law, ex-law enforcement that is asking about going around clubs and stuff's had a lot of invites and it might not be what it seems. So let's welcome Bill to the show. Bill, 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 Bill. How you doing, my man? Doing pretty good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, you are uh, actually heading to uh, Fort Jackson right now or something, aren't you? Yeah, my boy's graduating from boot camp. Oh, congratulations, man. It must be uh, an awesome feeling. Awesome feeling. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome to know that uh, he's doing something uh, for his country, and, and he absolutely 100% believes in what he's doing, and uh, he's going to be in the in the Airborne after he gets all done with school and shit. So oh, screaming eagle. That is awesome, man. That is yeah. awesome. Airborne jumping out of planes. You know what? He has a set of cojones on him because I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> but that's wonderful yeah, to hear, yeah, man. <laughs> it really is. That is wonderful. So yeah, he uh, he had more he had more sense than I had. Right now, did you serve? I was not in the military. I was actually planning on going to the military. My high school girlfriend got pregnant, so I uh, I was told to stay home. Oh, I know how that feels. <laughs> I had my first uh, one at 18, yeah, too, yeah. so trust me, man. I'm feeling old right now. But anyway, today's subject yeah. is what you know you were ex-law enforcement you know we talked a little bit off air and you worked actually uh part-time as uh leo in a podunk town what town was that oh hillsborough missouri whoa hillsborough missouri oh, all right you know that's yeah. you know what i love missouri I man <laughs> i do i love the hunting and fishing because i'm a big hunter and a fisher so anything with woods i'm in man so uh what was the population of the town man when i was down there i think it was uh it was less than 2000 i think i think they're up to about 3500 now but man when i was a cop out there it was it was pretty small mm -hmm. now when did you become a cop uh, I graduated in 06 from mm -hmm. the police academy. Mm -hmm. Now, is that the Missouri one? I went through Jefferson College Police Academy, so it was a part-time deal. It took me like two years to go through. Um, you know, so that's why I, I think I started when I was like 24, 23, 24. I, I got done in 06, would have put me like right at 26 years old. Right. Uh, still not smart. 
still not smart enough to make good decisions. Right. Now, uh, as a, a police officer, what do, what's the difference? Because I know there's a big difference between rural police officers and city ones. Where I come from, uh, Chicago, yeah, yeah, people wonder why I didn't like Leo's. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but what do you see as the difference between the two rural and uh you know, like a city like Chicago or New York, because uh, the way I look at it is rural ones are a lot more cooler than the city ones. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a simple explanation, and it's one that I I told you about in my story. You know, I, uh, I worked in rural areas part-time, and then I finally took a full-time gig down south in the very southern part of St. Francis County, and... Uh, uh, the deputies, cops, troopers, they were all pretty chill, man. We uh, St. Francis County had its fair share of clubs and the Aryan Brotherhood and, I mean, sovereign citizens, and I got along great with all of them. I never had an issue. But the issue is, uh, Hollywood is, I mean, if you're in a county by yourself working a midnight shift and it's going to take your nearest backup an hour to get to you, you don't let your mouth overrun your ass. You know, you treat people with respect, you do what you got to do, and you're also a little bit more confident, I think. You're just a, you know, you can handle yourself different because I'm here to tell you, you start rolling around on the ground with Joe Blow on the side of the highway for 45 minutes, it either lets you know if you're a big-ass pussy or if you're a man, you know? Right, right. But, uh, you get in these you get in these municipalities and you get, uh, you, get uh, you know, Mr. Small Dick or whatever you want to call him that comes to work and is in a bad mood because he can't get laid and... He wants to act like he's something because he puts a piece of tin on his chest, and that's what I hate about law enforcement. I, I absolutely, uh, you know, as I started getting some years of experience in and I started moving towards the city, I mean, it, it almost made me want to vomit mm-hmm. uh, just seeing some of the stupid shit that I saw and and uh, how people react to situations. It's just it's appalling. Right. Now, you know, why is that, though? You know, because a lot of people, they'll go, you know, why are you doing this with them, uh, Hollywood? Because I debated a lot of officers. Uh, But the biggest thing I think people do not like is law enforcement thinking they're gods. You know, and especially when work a nine to five and then they want to bust you you know it just don't make no sense to a lot of people and i think the biggest question is why why act like that why not be a human being i think it it comes into play with what me and you talked about before it i mean it you know it's kind of like you like you say it all the time you judge the man not not the patch right and um it's it's the same way on that side the problem is law enforcement does a terrible job at ousting those fucking pussies. Mm-hmm. So those guys come in and run their mouth and talk stupid and, and, and they, they're, you know, they're wannabes. They're not real men. Right. They're just, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to be something they're not and they talk down or they treat people like they're dogs or, you know, whatever. And I've had it done to me. I, I can't stand it. it. It's fucking absolutely, it, it's horse shit. Uh, you know, and the other thing is too, is, you know, you get guys that don't understand the constitution and they don't understand what they're, what they're enforcing and they just make shit up as they go. And that's when you get, you know, 
mm-hmm. problems. Right, right. Now, do you think, uh, you know, it's called the thin blue line or, you know, the blue gang. Do you think that's a problem within law enforcement for, you know, you know, you might have a good cop that really sees something messed up and wants to do the right thing. But that blue line uh, and that blue loyalty does it, and it stops them. What do you th- you think that's still a problem, or do you think people are getting over that within law enforcement? No, they're all big a bunch of snitches nowadays. I mean, there's to be honest with you, that shit ain't uh, that shit ain't what it used to be. It ain't like back in the day when everybody kept their mouth shut and you know overlooked shit. Nowadays, if Joe Blow gets something to put up, you know, put over on somebody else, he's going to run right to whoever he's got to run to to try to make himself look better. Right. So, I mean, if you want to know my honest opinion, the the problem lies in the administration and the administrators and the chiefs and the everybody higher up. It ain't the it ain't the guys on the ground. I mean, obviously they need to do a better job weeding out you know idiots that run their mouth and can't back up their shit. But. Uh, hmm. Well, you know, before we get into the club stuff, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've seen uh, the video where I or the the news segment where out uh, west, oh, I think it was L.A. or L.A. County, you actually had Internal Affairs FBI go into that department because cops were forming gangs and they even called themselves the Banditos. So, you know, I think that's where you know citizens really start looking down and you start getting worried because it seems like a government state you know a police state at that point so what does the rural officers uh think about stuff like that i think they're i mean for the most part they just don't they mind their business you know what i mean if it's not uh a feeble old lady that needs to be protected or if it's not a call that they're on they just don't get involved. You know what I'm saying? They just stay mm-hmm. out of it. It's, it's, uh, I mean, when I, I went down South, it was, uh, you know, and, and was, we were training new guys down there, you know, it was just like, Hey man, you're going to see some shit down here. And you know, if you get called out to here, if you get called out there or whatever happens when you're out there, stays there, they'll treat you with respect. If you treat them with respect, you're not going to have any fucking issues. Right. Um, and I've, and I've never had a, I've never ever had an issue down there. I mean, I actually, uh, was uh, standing in the front yard of a of one of the, and I'll leave the club out of it, but it was a president for a one uh, percent club, and a pretty well known one. And he said, "Hey man, if uh, if you ever need a hand, or if you need something, you can't you know help with something you can't take care of, you know, uh, uh, uh let me know. But uh, you know, mm. we appreciate you kind of respecting us and not being a total piece of shit to us and we're not we're going to treat you with respect you know and i i had a great relationship i mean i never had any any issues whatsoever well you know uh, i have to admit man uh, i got family all over the south uh mississippi uh west virginia and the cops were pretty cool down there man you know they'll sit there have a freaking uh you know smoke with you they'll sit there and have a beer with you after duty and stuff or even on duty because of mississippi man it's a whole different game uh But, you know, I think if the police nationwide acted like uh, cops down south that had personality, I think a lot of the, you know, resentment would go away. Yeah, you're 100% right. It's about, you know, people aren't dummies. They can see see your passion uh, or your compassion or, or, 
you know, what your personality is like. And I think if more people just put their own egos aside and actually just, you know, treated each other like we deserve to be treated, nobody's different than anybody. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, you're working for whoever and, and I, you know, I'm a, a cop or a biker or whatever the hell it is. I mean, we're all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I have a, I have a weird belief on the biker scene anyway, because I personally believe that if you're in that lifestyle or if that's the lifestyle you choose to lead, then you're, you're kind of, you're kind of signing a waiver and you're kind of just, you're on your own. Right. If you get yourself in trouble and something happens, you know, it happens. It's, uh, it's nobody's fucking business. They should leave it alone. They should need, they need to stop treating it like, you know, when it's club on club or if it's, uh, you know, brother on brother, why in the hell are they even getting involved? Like, just stay out of it. It's almost like a family squabble. Just, uh, just uh, keep your hands off. Right. Well, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, another thing that upsets people is when police put on three-piece patches, you know, active duty. I'm not talking about guys like you that left and stuff like that, but I'm talking about police officers they have the badge, they have the gun, they put on the three-piece patch, going around, starting crap in a bar, and next thing you know, when they're getting whooped on, that badge comes out. See, and that's that's the that's the problem. So, and I have two issues with that. One was, uh, I, think, I believe it was Colorado where the Iron Order pulled that shit. Uh, and I think if you're going to put a three-piece patch on and you're going to go ride and you're going to play biker you're now a biker uh you get your ass kicked you get your ass kicked there shouldn't be you know you got yourself into that shit there should be no repercussions you know i mean for whatever happened mm-hmm. you don't have the right to pull a gun out on somebody and all of a sudden say you're going to arrest them because all of a sudden you don't like to play biker anymore no it doesn't work like that uh, the other issue i have is you know i was actually approached by uh uh what the hell was the name of that I can't remember now. It was a, a LE MC out of. They're on Facebook. I think they were out of Arizona or some shit like that. And they were rocking a three piece patch. And the guy was like, hey, you know, would you be interested in riding with us or whatnot? And I was like, oh, what are you guys, you know, you guys trying to start a chapter in, in St. Louis or something? He said, yeah. And I said, oh, are you guys going to go to the COC or are you guys going to go, you know, talk to the other clubs? They're like, no. Nah, F them, man. We uh, this is America. We don't need to get their permission. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, F you. I uh, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Right. So, well, you know, a lot uh, of those uh, cop clubs they don't understand what the COC actually is. The COC is not there to give you permission and stuff. That's a local dominant issue, man. The COC is there for biker club rights, your rights as an independent rider. They do a lot of legislation fighting. They actually went to the Senate and the House at the federal level and got a, uh, what is it called, a statement from them uh, passing about motorcycle uh, profiling, man. So they do a lot of legislative work, and I think that's the biggest misconception of COC or NCOM out there. And if people actually learned what it was, they wouldn't be thinking about that. Actually, you know, I encourage you guys to go to a meeting because a lot of these guys let independents go there and all that stuff. Right, yeah, I know Missouri is always looking for independents. I uh, I wasn't getting at it like I wanted him to ask the COC for permission. It's just a good way for him to meet all the clubs in, in Missouri 
Mm. Uh, and actually tell him what he's planning on doing. But yeah, the dominant club of the area. I mean, everybody knows the, uh, you know, who's dominant in this area. And you're right. I mean, he should have went and uh, extended his hand, and and he wouldn't have probably been recepted very well. I don't imagine any of the clubs really. They'd probably just tell him to do whatever the hell he wants to do. But I mean, I can't imagine any of the clubs actually like an LEMPs, but. Well, the thing, the, well, the thing in is within the community right now is communication. Even if you don't like somebody, at least have a communicator between the clubs so something don't pop off. You know, and I think that should extend to Leo's too. But you know, they got this high horse where you know we don't have to do this or we're cops. That's not what the issue is. The issue is, hey, why don't you have communications with you know one of the dominants? That way, if you're in the same area and you know something is about to pop off, you guys you know could communicate with it. And I think a lot of hard feelings would start going away. Right. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I also see it as a problem just because uh, there's a couple of them around here that are. Or, or, you know, around the St. Louis area that I see riding around and they're patching females and, uh, you know, they're, they're patching people that really don't belong with a patch on their back. And the reason why I say that is because as it was explained to me, even as a kid, uh, if you're wearing your colors or you're wearing your patch, you know, uh, you're supposed to be able to defend that with your life. That, that means something. That means something about everybody that ever wore that patch before you. It's not really about you. It's, it's protecting that at all costs. And, well, it's protecting the club's think, name, yes. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just don't see some of these guys being able to do that, or you're really going to put a female in that situation where she's out one night, and next thing you know, somebody's like, hey, you know, give me your uh, give me your cut or, you know, whatever, and she's supposed to do that? I mean, that's just, I don't know, it's a, it's a fucked up situation to put people in. Oh, you know what, I, that's, I agree with that. I've been, and all my ladies on the channel, they always uh, trying to kick me in the balls, but, you know, I believe the club world is a man's world. If you're a female and you want to wear something, go join a riding club. But once you get into a three-piece situation where, you know, you're always having to look out for the girl, it's bad enough when you got to look out for, you know, just a girl that's uh, not wearing a patch, but... You know, you got a dominant or you got some other club out there and somebody pissed somebody off. The next thing you know, somebody's whacking up on that girl to get her patch. And it's just a real dangerous situation for a woman to wear a patch. But that's just my experience from what I was in. I really don't know how it is right now. And I don't know if they're accepting a lot of that stuff. But I know a lot of guys my age don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't know the the ins and outs of how it's seen around here. I know my opinion of it. Um, I know the opinion of other guys that I've talked to that do ride uh, pretty heavily and they don't, I don't think anybody agrees with it just because, you know, it's, it's tradition we have traditions for a reason. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, it, it's kind of like the constitution. It was done right the first time. Let's not change this shit. Let's keep it the same way. You know, it's uh, it works out and, if everybody plays by the rules and everybody does what they're supposed to do, it's a beautiful thing. Well, you know, I wish uh, a lot more people would think about that Constitution. But uh, going on to the main subject, you asked uh, a, a real interesting question uh, where you said, you know, you're ex-Leo and stuff. You've been invited to the clubhouse. You were a little worried about going to the clubhouses and stuff. 
Yeah, I almost feel like I don't belong. I mean, just because, uh, I mean, even, you know, even, you know, getting invited for like an open house or something like I, I just feel like it's a disrespect thing. You know, I'd be disrespectful if I actually went. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would have to have a conversation with somebody pretty high up and explain everything before I really felt comfortable going and doing that because I don't, wouldn't want to put anybody in any weird situation and I also don't want uh, you know somebody else to run their mouth and then all of a sudden uh, it automatically comes back to me because I'm mean, obviously if uh, nobody's ever told anything and next thing you know you invite a pig to the clubhouse and secrets get out I mean obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously now do you, you know, collect do you collect do you collect the pension. From the police department. Uh, no, no. So no, you don't. No, okay, no, so you don't no. uh, collect a uh, a pension. So you don't have no more ties to that. Uh, do you uh, have uh, friends within law enforcement still? Nah, not really. I mean, I I got maybe I don't know. I got one guy that got out also, and he's in. He's doing something different, and. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Oh, I just don't really communicate with any of them. I just. How uh, long's it been since I you wore a badge? Uh, three years. Okay, so three years. Uh, the reason why I'm asking is because you know what? I know one percenter clubs that have ex cops in them. <laughs> you know, one notable one on the East Coast that everybody knows about. But uh, yeah, what I would say, if you're invited, what I would suggest is go you know, going down to the chapter president saying, hey. This is what it was, and this is where I'm at now. I don't collect a pension. I have no interest in that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm actually more towards, you know, your way of thinking. Communication is the key, man. You shouldn't feel like you can't go to a clubhouse. You know, if you're invited, you're invited. You know, I just go up to the, you know, the president or the vice president of the chapter and say, hey, you know, can I have a sit down with you guys? And, uh, you know. Tell them everything you need to, you know, tell them. Be straight up with it. Right. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I was getting at. I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be the guy that surprises them at the... Uh, <laughs> well, you, you know, know, you're not surprising, surprising them if you're communicating with them or if you are invited to the clubhouse, maybe, you know, beforehand, you know, maybe go and sit down with a member and say, hey, can I uh, get a meeting and a sit-down you know, I was invited by so-and-so, or you go to that guy and say, hey, you know, this is a situation, and I like to communicate that. You know, I haven't wore a badge in three years, and I have no, again, you have no ties, you're not, you don't got a pen you're collecting, and you just like to hang around and party. Right, right. That's uh, That's the main goal. You know, it's not like you're going up to a, you know, and being deceitful about it. Now, there's a lot of deceitful freaking uh, ex-cops out there. One of them are on YouTube. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. But, uh, you know, it's just amazing. Uh, You know, I don't see you out there trying to freaking tell people, well, this is how we did this or this is how we got into a motorcycle club and thumbing uh, their nose into uh, the lifestyle. You know, you're just being straight up honest. Yeah, I actually, uh, I think I, I think I know you're talking about Mr. Fingers, maybe. Yeah, I don't talk about. I don't. Uh, the one on- yeah, I don't uh, say his freaking name. I interviewed him one time, and then next time, you you know, he's on YouTube saying this and that. And let me ask you, as law, ex-law enforcement, 
or you know even if you were wearing the badge say you were wearing the badge right now what would you think about a guy like that ah i think i'd want to kick his ass <laughs> i don't know i can't stand him mm. you know I do just, you think uh, that just, you know as, who goes around who who goes around bragging about that shit and then and then puts videos out on how to join a how to join an mc you know and it's like you're you were a traitor i mean you were uh he was a he I, I was a know. plant. You, he you was were, you he were was like the under- biggest piece of scum on the earth, and you're telling people how to do it. Right. Well, you know, especially when he and he did that, how to steal a motorcycle one. I was like, are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> and then you know when he went and said you know the one club uh, after this is what really pissed me off. Uh, and I want to put it out there again. He claimed that a club from uh, which he was undercover with uh, when 911 happened, they came up with a scam to scam people out of the bodies and stuff. That is total horse shit. No, uh-uh. Right. That's a that's the type of shit that gets started and people believe it. And that's the reason why I can't stand that guy. Mm, right, right. So I know I've been actually contacted by a lot, you know, because a lot of law enforcement, they always watch this program to, you know, throw hate mail at me and stuff. But uh, on that point, they were like, oh, my God, we agree on something. We can't stand, you know, people who do that and that were cops that uh, represented us at one time. And they went off about that. Yeah, but him, the whole thing I see with him is he's uh, he, he he wants to be he's a wannabe. I mean, he just wants to be, but he's too scared to be. So he fucking uses that other uh you know, the, the law enforcement side of it for protection. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It just, uh, you know, it, 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 it's stupid. And even if you've read any of the books from like, uh, some of the undercover FBI or ATF or whoever's been undercover, I forget the guy that actually wrote the one I'm thinking of. It was, uh, I'm trying to think of what club he infiltrated down in, uh, he was the one that. Oh, was I, down know in California yeah, I know which one and, you're talking about. Staged the homicides and, Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't even. Anyway, I don't. I don't give their names out because I can't stand them. Yeah, I'm not going to give his name out. But one thing that was very interesting was he actually wrote in his book that uh, at one point he actually loved the club and loved the brothers in the club more than he loved what he was doing because you know I think it was his father passed away and uh, every club member from across the United States or whatever showed up to his dad's funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not one cop or, you know, just a couple cops showed up. And that's, it's the truth. I mean, that's just seriously how it is. That's, that's the difference. Well, you know uh, what? You're totally correct, man. Uh, you, you're really totally correct because, you know, a lot of uh, undercovers and stuff, they re- actually regret coming out of the club. They had a better time in the club than they did in law enforcement. That's pretty sad. Absolutely 100% true. And uh, it's, uh, as uh, a person that's seen a, you know, seen it from both sides, or well, I've seen it. It, I've been in one side. I've seen it from the outside of another. It's a, uh, it's the, in, the actual brotherhood of a club is what everybody grows up dreaming about. I mean, that's what you want. You want to, you want to be. It's, it's like being a kid and being with your best friend and doing sleepovers and partying and, and just, you know, it's being out on the road and taking in everything there is about the road. And, uh, you know, when you're out there on your bike and you're with your, you're just riding with your buddies, it's just, uh, uh, it's, 
it's something that if you had never done it in life, you would never understand. But if you've been on the road, you spend any time out there and you've ridden with really good guys that you'd put your life down for, uh, that's what it's all about. And uh, you just don't get that anywhere else. You just can't. Right. Because uh, people are fake, you know, and the only way you the only way you get rid of those fake ass people is uh, is to really uh, put your time in and, and be around a group and let them accept you. And and, uh, you know, you wean out all those fake guys. Mm, exactly. And that's that's why that's why clubs work, man. Rock and roll, man. Well, it was awesome talking with you, dude. You know what? I hope you have uh, luck on your journey and stuff. And like I said, just communicate with them, man. Don't worry about hiding out or any of that stuff. If they invite you, communicate with them, dude. And I think you'll uh, find it a lot different than what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, everybody's been really receptive so far. The ones I've known and the ones I've told, they're like, oh, shit, that don't mean nothing. They're like, we know your personality. Just, uh, I just wanted to see what you thought about it. I watch a lot, uh, you know, your videos, and uh, I, I respect your uh, insight on things, and you're uh, you're one of the few people out there on the uh, interwebs or YouTube, whatever you want to call it, that actually tells it honestly and tells it how it is and, and keeps the general public or us uh, independents in the in the know and what's actually happening. I know if I I know if I hear it from your channel, it's probably gospel. Well, I wouldn't take everything we say as gospel, man, but uh, we try to stay down the middle. We try to get uh, the information out there. And, you know, it, we're, you know what? One of our biggest things is, you know what? Because a lot of clubs were complaining why we do the biker news the way we do. Hey, if you're in the news, man, it's not my problem. <laughs> so we're going to let people know what's <laughs> going on out there, good or bad. But uh, really appreciate uh you know, you're following us and stuff, and I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, damn, man, we uh, Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse is proud as hell of your kid. And, uh, you know, add an another uh, member to our uh, great men and women that uh, serve this country, man. And going airborne, got to give that boy respect right there. He has fucking balls bigger than freaking an elephant. Yeah, man, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you having me on, and uh, anytime, man, hit me up. I'd be more than happy to do it again, or if you're ever down this way, St. Louis side, or if I'm up that way, I'll hit you up. We need to get some uh, get some wind in our face. Rock and roll, man. Thanks for coming on, and hey, that was an awesome interview, guys, but I uh, appreciate everything, buddy. All right, take care, man. You too. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machapari, and if you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts, and you'll probably like music, too. On Spotify, you can listen to all that in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the Motorcycle Madhouse, the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Download episodes to listen offline whenever you want and wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integrations with social media platforms like Instagram. And just search for Motorcycle Madhouse on the Spotify app or browse podcast in the your library tab 
and follow me so you'll never miss an episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming platform, and now it can be your go-to podcast Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. And welcome back from the commercial break. We got another special guest coming on right now. His name is Brian from the Deviants MC. And it is a COC club and they're having a hell of a party it is going to be an old school one hopefully we'll get some titty pics or something like that but let's welcome brian on the show brian what's up buddy how you doing how you doing brian thanks man thanks for having us uh, no, good good no problem man so let's get into this uh event you're having you know i know when i talked to one of your other representatives he was talking about old school and i gotta admit i agree with him because you know i don't like the big rallies all i think is it's commercial and a way for you know the city or township to make money on it and you guys are going back old school on august 23rd through the 25th at sand mountain chopper fest at 700 owens road in boats uh, alabama hopefully i pronounced that right but uh tell me a little <laughs> bit about the event man and uh you know what you think about these rallies and stuff I've been I've been to several of the big ones before. I, like you said, I love the old school stuff. I love the we're, we're we're kind of an old school club established in 1968, and we still adhere to all the old school ways. Um, you know, the primitive camping, just old school, old rallies, man. That's what it's all about. You know, that's 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 what we're trying to keep alive. This is our we're calling it the second second annual. Sand Mountain Chopper Fest. We had one last year. We learned from it. We picked up a few things, and uh, we're just uh, growing and getting better every year, man. Rock and roll, man. We gonna have any what t-shirt contest out there? We gonna have any fun going on? Like we are. Go ahead. Saturday night. Um, Saturday night will be our wet t-shirt contest. Um, we've got, like I said, five dollar entry fee. You get a wristband. It's good for all weekend. We're not trying to make a killing off anybody. We're just there to have a good time, trying to get everybody in. All clubs, colors, welcome. Um, we're just we're just wanting to have a good time, man, and and keep shit rolling, keep it old school, you know. Right. You know, I remember when I first got going in the early '90s. Uh, we used to go out to the hill climbs and stuff. It used to be a party all weekend long. I'm talking old school party, man, where, you know, it was uh, X-rated and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it seems like this new biker has lost all that, man. Why the hell would you want to go spend all that damn money and get harassed by Leo? You know, I was just looking at all the the statistics from Sturgis so far with all the citations being issued, all the new laws, and, you know, the biggest thing that I'm mad about and I've heard about it is the local government getting together and telling bars they can't have patch holders in, the casinos won't let them in. So why even go to that stuff? Exactly, exactly. We, uh, you said you said something about the town we were in. That's that's actually pronounced Boaz, Alabama. Boaz. Um, okay. The address. 
Yeah, Boaz. That's 700 Owens Road. We are out in the middle of nowhere. We There's no problems. There's no We have no Leo problems whatsoever. Mm. Um, we're private. Everything's off the road. Um, you know, like I said, about the $5 entry, it's $5. Get a wristband. Come and go as you please. If you want to go into town, whatever. But uh, we're going to have food. We're going to have food there, vendors set up. Uh, like I said, we're, we're actually installing our new central heat and air this weekend. Um, our clubhouse is large enough to accommodate a ton of people. So, I mean, I hope I hope a lot of people show. I hope it's a good turnout. And, uh, man, we're just planning on having a ball. Rock, I know. Uh, tell us about this primitive camping. Uh, is it uh, lay your uh, racks out and go, tents, all that stuff? Tents, um, however you want to put a lean-to on your bike and camp under the edge of your bike, that's up to you, man. Um, just whatever you do. Uh, like I said, we just... We, we don't we don't want campers or RVs, so just, you know, bring a tent, uh, put it wherever you want. We'll, we'll have sites set up. I mean, of course, we don't want people tripping over tents, so, we'll, you know, we'll guide, where you know, whoever, wherever they need to be. But, um, yeah, man, bring a tent, bring a pack, bring a roll, whatever you want to do, and um, stay all weekend. Mm. Now, you say stay all weekend. Uh, what if somebody, you know, wants to hit the hotel or, you know, is there places to eat around there? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, there's, uh, of course, all you local, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, all that stuff. But uh, there's there's good restaurants, Mexican, just, I mean, seven, eight miles from our clubhouse. There's uh, back in town, probably, I would say, eight, nine miles. There's a couple local hotels, reasonably priced, um, decent places to stay. So, I mean... You know, if camping's not for, you know, whoever, then there's definitely places to stay. There's other accommodations available. Mm -hmm. What about independents? Are you encouraging them to come on out? Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, Just uh, everybody's welcome, everybody's invited, and we just, we hope to have a ball, man. We just want everybody to come out, show them bikes off, and uh, everybody have a good time and just hang with us. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to be doing any uh, rides, uh, you know, around uh, the country or something like that around uh, your area that people can go on? Well, you come out for that. You come out for the weekend of, of this event. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any plan, and we actually have a benefit ride planned the weekend before on the seventeenth for. Uh, a benefit ride. It's actually a bug run we're putting on at night. A lot of people hadn't heard, hadn't even heard of those. That never done them before. Um, we got a local little young girl local there in Sardis, next little town over, um, died unexpectedly. A little eighteen year old girl died unexpectedly. Her family was having some problems uh, with funeral expenses and burial and all that. So we're putting on a, a benefit ride the weekend before Saturday, August seventeenth, mm-hmm. and uh, all the all the information's on. Uh, on my Facebook page or the Deviance MC Sand Mountain uh, Facebook page. So, I mean, anybody want to participate in that, I mean, they're more than welcome, and we appreciate, you know, any any help with that. Right. Now, are you going to be having donations going around at uh, the event? I, I believe we are. Um, we've, we've talked about it. Um, you know, like I said, I just I don't want to, I don't want a dollar – our main thing, we don't want to dollar everybody to death. A lot of, you know, a lot of these events, it's just a lot of, a lot of these rides and stuff, man. It's just, 
you, you see it a lot. They just kind of give me, give me, give me, and, and we're not about that. If somebody wants to kick in, we'll, have, we'll probably have a couple donation buckets set up on the bar around the clubhouse. You know, if somebody wants to, to, to donate for the, you know, for this young lady and her family, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, if not, that's cool too. Right now, what about uh, can they bring their own liquor, or it has to be uh, at the bar? Yeah, it has to. We we have a full bar. Um, everything, all drinks and everything will be supplied there. Um, we ask anybody, you know, not not to bring anything in, not to bring any alcohol in. Um, we'll supply everything. Um, we've got food. We're gonna have food there. What's on so, the menu? I mean, we're we're prepared. We're gonna do. Uh, Austin, but of course, man. You get, you, you know, we're in the South. We're down here in Alabama, man. That's like a tradition. So, we're co- we're gonna be cooking, smoking a ton of butts. Uh, I think we're gonna do some brisket. Of course, there'll be hot dogs and hamburgers flying everywhere. So, I mean, just just kind of the traditional Southern food. Well, what about uh, fried chicken, man? Or uh, not fried chicken, but uh, <laughs> beer battered catfish, man. <laughs> I'm a big hunter. Oh fish, well, hey, we, we, we might we might have to break out the old fryer. <laughs> Rock on, man. So this is uh you know uh, basically a old school party. There's gonna be a lot of uh, fun out there and stuff like that. And as you said, there ain't no legal problems or whether you're to be uh, profiled and all that stuff, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Rock on. Because there's a lot of profiling going around in the country right now, and it's got a lot of people uh, shaken up, if you will. So that's good to hear down there that you guys have a good relationship with them. You don't have to worry about them uh, hitting on you. How's the town, folks, down there before I let you go? How's the what now? I'm sorry. How's all the town people, man? They pretty cool. Oh, uh, everybody's good. We've uh, we 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 get along with everybody. Um, there's a it's a big motorcycle. Alabama's a big motorcycle state, um, and we we really don't have any problems with anybody. Just um, the main road coming in and out of our out of our town, out of our county's four lane highway. Just you know, anybody on bikes, just be careful, man, because you know it's. Uh, and four lanes, they're they're dangerous. But um, yeah, it's traffic's a little thick sometimes on the weekend on the on the main road on Highway 431. But other than that, town's great. Everybody's warm and welcoming, accepting. They won't be no problems whatsoever. Rock and roll. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, Brian, telling us about the event. And of course, if your club is a COC affiliated club, you're welcome to come on the show and let us know your event and uh, we'll get the word out there but again brian we really appreciate you coming on and good luck at the party man hopefully uh you send us all kinds thank of good pitch uh picks and stuff <laughs> absolutely thank you for having me i appreciate it rock on man i'll talk to you later have a good one you too Bye. And that was Brian from the Deviants MC. They're going to have a hell of an old school fun out on August 23rd through the 25th. Again, if your COC affiliated, your club can come on Motorcycle Madhouse and let us know your events. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I got a special, special, special event going down that I really 
you know, hope the listeners will get involved in. And it's a re- really great event, man. So I'll see you on the other end. May I have your attention, please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24 7, 24 7. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. This Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Okay, welcome back. We have another event, and I will be appearing at this event, so mark your calendars for Saturday, September 14th at 8 a.m. in Bourbonnais, Illinois, and I got some uh, statements I want to read on this event. It's something that I'm really hoping our listenership will get behind because this is a hell of a cause, and this is... uh, being co-sponsored by the Confederations of Clubs in Chicago. So let me read their statements real quick. If I'm looking down, uh, I'm reading a statement, guys. Uh, Confederation of Clubs Chicago will be partnering up with H-Factor Leather and hosting Bikes for Tots alongside the Midwest Misfits PSA Club at the 2019 trial. Bites for Tots 2019 will be sponsoring another event where we are proud to sponsor and host to be able to make sure we can continue to annually provide for the children in our community that desperately need to be reminded that they are loved and special every day of the year, but especially on Christmas. For those that do not know who we are, we are the United Confederation of Motorcycle Clubs in Chicago and Northern Illinois bonded in biking and brotherhood. We will also be supported by our brothers and sisters from the Confederation of Clubs Southern Illinois as well for this venue. Every year our two confederations come together to put on multiple venues and events to support the community in Peoria, Illinois, or more than 500 children and single parents that cannot afford and are struggling to be able to provide gifts for a child that deserves on Christmas. Both COCs are humbled and honored to stand up and be there for these children. Prior to Christmas, the children are allowed to write a Christmas letter to Santa Ask for their top three gifts listed in priority one, two, and three. We always strive to get them their number one choice without letting the cost deter us. As you can imagine, this can be costly, but is a small price to pay to put a smile on a child's face. Stop by and see us to learn more at the booth of H-Factor Leather to learn more. And please direct any questions you may have to our officers and representatives 
That will be present at Bites for Tots and the Midwest Misfits PSA Trial 2019. Food will also be provided by the COC for both adults and children as well as their family. Again, this COC event is, you know, something that I hope everybody will get uh, involved in. Our goal is $3,000. $3,000 will go a long way to make sure these kids in the Chicagoland area have a great Christmas. The PayPal address where you can send donations is going to be in the description box. And if you do donate, I will send you a free ebook copy of new age of biker and brotherhoods once it's confirmed that you donated at least fifteen dollars towards the cause now let me uh h factor leather if you haven't heard of them you're missing out on some good leather goods announcing uh h factor leather statement will be hosting bikes for uh tots and attending the trials now these canines, oh my God, specializing in all your canine leather needs for you and your working dogs. Stop by the booth and also support their friends at the Confederation of Clubs in Chicago. Uh, this is just a, a big thing. So if you're independent or, you know, any biker, get over there and see this event again. Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse will be at this event We'll be broadcasting, and come on on over and see me, man. Let's have some fun. Let's party. Uh, Bourbon A is a great town. Uh, a lot of great riding over there, and this is just an event that you can say, hey, this is something I was a part of. I was able to help a, a kid in need, and it, it, that gives you a fulfilling uh, you know, feelings and stuff. I know a lot of this... Uh, they're going to be raising for some kids with cancer, and that's one thing that really tears at me is when a kid is sick with cancer, especially when you have all these idiots and morons and waste of life's POSs, and then you got these, uh, you know, they get away with nothing uh, wrong with them, then you got these little kids that are sick and stuff like that, and I know bikers are huge huge on helping uh, kids so it's time to show them let's get involved in this bites for tots and make sure you come by and check me out over there i'll be uh, you know we'll sit over there talk all that stuff so you know it's going to be a fun time again it's seven, uh, saturday september 14th at 8 a.m 3497 East 3000 North Road in Bourbon A, Illinois. So come on by and check us out, man. It's going to be a hell of a time. And uh, for those who uh, said they'd like to uh, see me, meet me, well, this is a perfect chance, isn't it? <laughs> to come on down and uh, have some fun. So rock on. Let's have a quick station identification break, and I'll be right back to close out the show. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Hey, 
man, that is going to be a great event. How you guys doing? Hopefully you guys enjoyed the interviews that we had. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, the Leo? You know, he got invited to a motorcycle club clubhouse and wants to be honest with them. So let me know what you guys think about that. Uh, also, we got a video out today talking about uh, Motorcycle Club member questions to Insane Throttle. Go take a look. That was just released at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time. And I'm pretty blunt in that one because, you know, I guess uh, we rattled uh, a couple uh, clubs with our biker news and stuff. And you'll hear my explanation in that. But we're going into season 14 of Motorcycle Madhouse. We're, uh, this is the final episode of uh, season 13. So, of course, everybody knows when we go between season, we have a two-week break. That way we can get all the material together for season 14's opener. So, but we will be doing Biker Angle every Monday through Thursday at 7.30 a.m. That gives you all your biker news that's happening out there. And boy, when I put up this one today, man, there was a lot of news going on over the weekend. Woo! Let me tell you, you know, a lot going on out on the streets and stuff like that. What did you guys think about uh, the last independent uh, biker uh, series vid that I just put out? And we got some interesting ones coming up as well. So I want to thank everybody for your support, your donations, the whole nine yards. Without you guys, there will wouldn't be a show. But again, come out to Bourbon A and check me out and stuff like that. You guys have a kick-ass night and be careful on the road. Make sure you are watching for those cagers. And visit our community board over on YouTube, man. Every day I usually put up some questions, get a lot of feedback from you guys, get a uh, conversation conversations going all that good stuff so take uh, a minute to go over to the community board introduce yourself to everybody over there on youtube but with that i'll see you in two weeks on motorcycle madhouse but again i will be during the week and stuff doing other videos but uh see you guys later well that's it for this week's episode of motorcycle madhouse don't forget to go over to new insane throttles new youtube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at harleyliberty.com if you haven't done so already go like the new motorcycle madhouse facebook page and until next week i'm james hollywood machikari and remember keep that throttle cracked wide open